This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Philly, the Mütter is Philly's iconic medical history museum. More than 100,000 people visit every year to see its anatomical oddities and old-timey medical displays. But a lot of those exhibits involve real human bodies. The museum is now taking a new look at whether that's ethical. But even having that conversation has sparked a backlash. Today, I'm speaking with a reporter about this controversy and what it means when venerable institutions try to change themselves. It's Wednesday, October 11th. I'm Laura Benshoff, filling in for Trine Nuri. And here's what Philly's talking about. Malcolm Burnley, freelance reporter, you recently wrote about the Mütter Museum's plans for Philly Mag. Can you just describe some of the most popular exhibits there? What is this museum really known for? When you walk into the Mütter Museum, basically the first thing you see is this large wall of skulls um, that are encased in glass. And this is the Hurdle Skull Collection. There's over 100 of them. And some of them you know, were taken without consent and taken from graves over 150 years ago. As you continue through, uh, you see things like a giant colon, you see uh, fetuses in jars, you see skeletons of people with gigantism and dwarfism. And the feel of the collection along with the aesthetic is different than a lot of museums, different than what you're used to. Um, You see red velvet drapes and antique looking uh, glass and wood. And it kind of gives the feel of a parlor, almost like how a lot of these items actually once were displayed, which were in the living rooms of doctors and wealthy people who kept some of them Hmm. like they were trophies. As I was getting ready for this, I was thinking back to the one time I went. I went to the Mütter Museum a very long time ago. I'm a little squeamish, so I found a lot of that that being confronted with all of those objects a little challenging, but I went with a family member who was a doctor and they were totally unfazed by it. So I think there's a lot of different ways people can kind of react to the displays at the Mütter. So Malcolm, I want to get into the controversy. This museum has been around for a really long time. When did the Mütter Museum start to think about changing what it does? So it depends who you ask. The people who work at the museum will say that they've always been thinking about this and have always been thoughtful about issues of consent and what they're displaying. But really, the current controversy really came about starting at the beginning of this year, back in January. They have a new executive director who came in a few months before that. And a story was published in ProPublica that was looking at museums across the country, not just the Mütter. And their collections of specifically Native American or Indigenous American uh, ancestors. And the Mütter, among others, was criticized for, and, and again, there were dozens and dozens of museums named, but they were criticized for their lack of repatriation efforts to return some of what was taken without consent from certain tribal communities. 
This led to immediately the new executive director, whose name is Kate Quinn, uh, pulling down all of the online content showing any type of human remains, whether it had a consent issue or not, from the Moody's website and social media accounts. From there, what happened was a lot of people who are very passionate, huge fans of the museum, along with a lot of the staff who work there, felt like it was either a gut check or it was too much of a quick reaction, maybe an overreaction. Mm. And that really then from there, Kate Quinn announced that she was going to be uh, looking into doing a full-scale audit and review of the entire collection. Got it. So that was back in January. Then an online petition came about in May, which has now amassed over 35,000 signatures, calling for her resignation. Because people are really, there's a lot of huge super fans of the museum who don't necessarily feel squeamish about it like a lot of people do. And they want to preserve the culture and the displays as, as they currently exist. Yeah, the backlash was pretty strong from what I saw. I saw the petition. There's a Protect the Mooter Twitter account, too, I think. I think there was even an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. So this wasn't just a Philly story anymore. This became a large part of a larger discussion about how museums should re-examine their collections, right? That's right. And, you know, the it was, it was very passionate on all sides. This is part of a much larger conversation, not just in the U.S., but internationally about how museums should be reckoning with the fact that whether it was through colonialism, whether it was through straight up grave robbing, a lot of the mm -hmm. items in, in museums collections, any type of museum, art, natural history, was taken without consent. But the issues at the mood are particularly unique because what people come there to see are people, are ancestors, mm -hmm. are bones and skeletons and anatomical specimens. And so that adds a whole other layer of personal feeling to it. And especially for people who mm -hmm. feel very strongly that museums need to be to be reanalyzing their past, the Mooter is kind of a test case and almost a microcosm for how far the line should go. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. So for the people who are protesting the changes, the super fans of the museum, what do they say is the value in keeping it the same? And who's arguing for that? So I would say the camp of people who largely want to keep the status quo, and they do say that certain, and even within that camp, they're, they're, they say certain displays and certain situations with the mooter, including, for example, Einstein's brain, which was taken from the autopsy table, you know, some of those things should be taken down. It was stolen, right? It was stolen. It was straight up taken. You know, yeah. he he had uh, written about, yeah. you know, his body, where it would go, and it was taken, and now it's on display. And, and they tell that story in the museum, but a lot of people think that that doesn't 
uh, get rid of the ethical issues, right? Just by kind of acknowledging them. So the folks who, who are defenders of the museum, you know, they say some things need to change, but they really break down into two camps. Mm -hmm. One of the arguments is that the Mütter has a great educational purpose to it. Even if some of the collection was taken with, by modern standards, was obtained through unethical ways, the fact that there's this massive bio repository of DNA of people of all sorts and walks of life is valuable, right? And it can be studied. And I spoke to people who said, you know, the collection has been used to identify uh, war crimes, you know, in Eastern Europe during mm. some of the civil wars in the former Yugoslavia. So they say, you know, despite how it was collected, there still is a very strong educational purpose. And along with ideas about confronting death, you know, that we aren't in our modern society, you know, seeing pe dead people very often. And some people think that's actually important, right? That there's a cultural mm -hmm. uh, value or a civic value in understanding what life is really about. There's also another camp mm -hmm. who, particularly people in the disability community, who really defend the Mütter because they think that it has played an important role in normalizing disabilities. So much of what's on display, there's folks who have gigantism, folks who have dwarfism, right? And everywhere in between, mm -hmm. These are often, you know, folks who have been, you know, pushed to the margins because they're not considered normal body types. And I read some really moving essays about people who said, you know, the first time they went to the Mütter, folks who have disabilities, it was the first time that they felt seen in a way that wasn't made into being, for lack of a better term, part of, say, a freak show, right? Or being considered um, mm -hmm. uh, something that was so othered. That's super interesting. And then on the other side, you have what the museum leadership is saying they want to look into, right? This is, like you said, the executive director, Kate Quinn. They're doing a, an examination. Who is championing changing the way the museum works and what's their case? Yeah, so Kate Quinn um, has come in and this statistic alone, I think, says a lot about why she's gone about trying to do a holistic audit of the collection out of the roughly 6,600 specimens of human remains that are in the Mütter's collection, she said that mm -hmm. a very quick review has showed that roughly 10, 10 out of 6,600 have given their full consent to be in the museum and to be on display, right? So you can okay. do some back of, the, back of the napkin math and know that that's way less than 1%. Yes. So what she you know, has really said is that we need to be finding out and only displaying things that have what the term is often used as enthusiastic consent, right? So people and individuals who've either donated their bodies specifically to the Mütter or wrote something in their will or their ancestors gave full consent to being in there. But the truth of the matter is that so much of the popular displays are the older parts of the collection and the older parts of the collection are the ones that have the biggest ethical concerns. There were plenty of examples of, yeah, people coming to the Mütter, their, their remains coming to the Mütter through grave robbers. It was a very common practice for doctors in the 19th century to hire grave robbers to get cadavers to dissect. And mm -hmm. those therefore ended up in the museum. So the argument is really, you know, we've reached a different moment in the world and you know, in our culture where we're reckoning with 
the past of colonialism, of racism, and not just the objects in these museums, but people who during their lifetimes were not just discriminated against, but often killed because of who they are. And we need to be basically restoring some of the humanity to these people by either repatriating them, returning them to their place of burial, um, or at the very least mm -hmm. taking them off display. There's a group in Philadelphia called Finding Ceremony who's been working to raise questions about not just the Mütter, but the Penn Museum and many others about their collections more holistically, right? And do we actually need to be basically taking a look at, is there a need for some form of reparations to the ancestors or the communities, the descendant communities of the people whose bodies have been kept and been profited off of for you know, well over uh, a century, basically, you know, closer to two centuries at this point. Right, right. Malcolm, how do the staff at the museum feel about these changes that have been coming down from the top? So the staff has reacted really strongly in opposition to this. And what they say is that, yes, the museum needs some changes, but that Kate Quinn is probably not the leader to be doing it. And specifically, they've said mm -hmm. and complained about her leadership style and being pretty harsh in, in delivering some of this news, even yelling at people during staff meetings and not being as transparent as they would like. So there's the actual issues of consent and ethics. And then there is this secondary issue that some people have raised around who is the person who's actually leading this. Got it. So there's layers here. So Malcolm, as you mentioned, this conversation isn't just happening at the Mütter Museum. The Penn Museum, which is the Anthropology and Archaeology Museum at the University of Pennsylvania, recently announced they would stop exhibiting what they're calling exposed human remains. Uh, what do you think about that policy? And is this conversation happening other places, too? So, yes, I think that the Mütter and the Penn Museum are definitely the two most prominent cases. And I really think the Mütter is going to set precedent for how museums go about this. There is a lot of conversation about more broadly how museums should be handling this. Is there a way to really create a standard of consent that can apply to every museum? And one of the individuals I spoke with who is definitely one of the defenders of the Mütter, he thought there was a need for an international convention, almost like happened with UNESCO, the World Heritage Sites, decades ago, where there was a determination about you know, what could and couldn't be destroyed, what could and couldn't be altered. And there would be a need to do that for human remains across museums around the world so that it's not just a case-by-case -case basis and so that it's not, you know, a one museum leader coming under fire um, for making a dramatic change and other another museum mm -hmm. choosing to not do that and continuing to sell tickets and, and you know, make right. profits uh, along those lines. So it is happening more broadly, but my sense is that the Philadelphia museum world is looking at the mooter and not to say that it's at a standstill, but depending on what happens and what uh, unfolds here, I think will determine a lot of what's going to happen more broadly. So what are the next steps for the Mütter Museum? What is their process for rethinking the collection going to look like? So they just announced a very significant grant from the Pew to host a series of public conversations in town halls to get community input around how they feel 
what should be done. Along with that, they have announced that they're going to be undergoing a major uh, holistic review of their entire collection. That's expected to take up to two years um, and, and perhaps longer, depending on, you know, how much mm. uh, they have to deal with the criticisms and, you know, how much essentially PR energy uh, detracts from that. But that's going to be a long process. So there's going to be nothing immediate. And Kate Quinn, while she's been at the center of this, has not really tipped her hand around how she personally feels where the line should be drawn or what the parameters of her idea of what consent and, you know, an ethical display really is. So they're going to be getting a ton of input. There's going to be a lot of opinions being shared. And in the meantime, there's going to be museums around the world making decisions that are very similar. So I think the short answer is that we don't exactly know. All we know is that it's going to be probably a long process. The one other thing I'll add is that in the meantime, they decided to take down all of the online content that displayed any human remains. They've been slowly putting that back up once they have determined mm -hmm. that they have enough consent to feel comfortable to do that. But even that being said, they haven't announced or revealed exactly what those determinations are. We just have been seeing slowly on social media, some of the posts and photos going back and videos going back up. So, you know, there are critics who are also saying that as much as this is maybe well-intentioned, there could be more transparency about what these determinations and, and how these determinations are really getting made. Malcolm Burnley, thank you so much for your reporting on this. This was a really interesting conversation. Thanks so much, Laura. I really enjoyed it. We'll have a link to Malcolm's reporting and to RSVP to a public meeting at the Mütter Museum on October 17th to give public feedback on the direction of the collection in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about how museums are rethinking the ethics of what they display, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.